This is the Seven Figure Standard Podcast, hosted by Arash Vasugi and Mikey Stiller, with mindset and strategies to help you break through and create personal freedom. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Seven Figure Standard Podcast. I'm Mikey Stiller, and I'm so thrilled to be back with you for another episode, and I'm really excited about the topic today. We're actually going to get into the topic that we start our Quantum Leap Coaching Program with, which is philosophy, and this is a big idea, and so I'm really excited because I don't think anyone explains it better than Araj does. So Araj, give us a basis. What is your life philosophy? Does everybody have a life philosophy, or is this something that you have to establish? And how do you know what your life philosophy is? Well, first of all, when I think of philosophy, I think it's such a major determining factor of where your life goes. It points you in the direction of where you're headed. Everyone has a philosophy. Most people have no idea what it is. It's not defined. Yet they make decisions in a certain way, philosophy. They attack certain goals, philosophy, or not attack them. They're letting the outside control them the same way they always do, philosophy. And I could tell you, I could take you back 2006, 2007. Boy, was my philosophy wrong. It was based out of blame. I lost my corporate job. And for a moment, and it really was a moment, I had this huge wake-up call. I remember leaving there because the owner of the company told me, I give you my word, I'm not selling the company. Well, the next day they sold it. And I remember I was so upset. And then I was walking out and I said, why are you upset at them? You're the problem. And at that moment, it was like this epiphany that I woke up. And it might sound like over-dramatized right now, but it literally was. I remember walking to my car. I was in such a bad financial situation. I was getting married three weeks later, but my philosophy was blame. And I remember I said, I'm never going to be in the corporate world again. I remember changing my philosophy right away. And that was when my life started going in a different direction. See, when we look at philosophy, your philosophy is what builds your disciplines. Your philosophy is what builds your standards, and your philosophy is what builds your life. See, let's look at this for example. Your philosophy will determine whether you're going to decide to build your standard and and go for the disciplines, go for the big goals, go for creating the life you really want, and it eventually builds our life. And it was building my life when I was losing. That was a philosophy. There's people right now who are listening to this and who could be winning or losing in the biggest way. And if you go under the hood, it goes right to their philosophy. There's people who have philosophies towards a relationship. They literally have the same relationship in a different form over and over again. Mm -hmm. They choose different partnerships in business over and over again. Well, they've got to refine their philosophy and really look deeper under the hood because your philosophy automatically changes the way you think. And your philosophy is going to determine your standard. It's It starts with philosophy, then it builds into standard. Then standard creates our story. Our story creates our identity. Our identity creates our results. But you can't start at standard. It starts at philosophy. And philosophy changes the way you think right away. 
So one of the things that I really admire about your teaching is that you have such a good way of simplifying everything so that anybody can understand it. And if you had to simplify philosophy down to just a few words, is it basically your underlying beliefs system? Yeah, it's your underlying beliefs that creates your thinking. That's your philosophy. Let me give you an example. Somebody who really believes that everything they touch turns into gold. That's a philosophy. But go under that. That's a belief. They just refined it into what that belief is. So we want to refine our beliefs so we can understand, do they serve us or are they outdated? And so that's where philosophy comes in in a huge way. And so just based on what you just said, you can really build your philosophy through your higher mental faculties, like taking perception and saying, okay, do I believe it from this angle or does it look differently from over here using reason? How would you build upon your philosophy using those higher faculties, getting out of your analytical mind, getting away from your five senses and building it into what you really want? I'd like to even simplify it further. Yeah. It really is to me about deciding how you want to live. That really creates your philosophy. Even before you go into the higher faculty, the higher faculties are going to build it up. They're going to hold it and hold strong to it. But before that, we have to decide how we want to live. See, a lot of people, I was coaching a very successful entrepreneur this morning, and I told him, I said, you're you're attached too much to the outside. You're you're not making your business part of your life. Your business is your life. And I said, you, you want to sh- be open to shifting that philosophy because if you continue doing it this way, your relationships are going to suffer. You're not going to have any time to enjoy experiences. Everything is always about work, work, work. And if you do that, you're going to miss life. That's my philosophy that I was putting on to him if he agreed with it or not. That's up to him, Right. So, but we want to decide how we want to live first. And we have a philosophy for our business. So like our business, Voss Coaching Co., our philosophy is excellence. That's part of our philosophy. And that is, I want to teach people how to live an excellent life. And I want to simplify it. I want to make it in the most simple process on how to do it. But for me, one of my philosophies is simplicity. So that's a part of my philosophy. So I'm giving you some understanding. Somebody else who is always, let me give you somebody else, give you an example of somebody. I'm just making it up. But their their philosophy is, I need to have all the information before I, I make a decision. That's a philosophy. I think it's a philosophy of losing, but that's a philosophy. Because you're never going to know something until you go do it. I was quoting Seth Godin this morning, and I said, Seth Godin has such a great quote. And he says, the man who fails the most is the man who wins the most. That's his philosophy. And I agree with it completely. Like the true winners, their philosophy is they're willing to lose to win. Mm -hmm. Yet the masses, (laughs) I was saying it this morning in one of our calls, because I really believe it. You take the M out of masses and you got the asses. That's what most people are following. And they're they're going to follow all these people who are not creating results, and they're making these people's philosophies and opinions their own. And we want to be the outlier on that. We want to say, no, we're never going to settle. Like, not settling is a philosophy. Settling is a philosophy. 
Somebody who says they're stuck, that's part of their philosophy. I'm going to keep making excuses that I'm stuck instead of going to understand why I'm stuck. It's always in our thinking. Nothing happens until we think in a certain way, which we did an episode on that a few weeks ago. You know, it was a good thing I wasn't taking a drink of water when you said that on our call earlier, because I would have spit it out. I was not expecting you to say that. And my face was like completely caught off guard. (laughs) So funny. So what I want to know is if you haven't taken the time to deliberately establish your philosophy, like a lot of people have not, I would say a very small percentage of the population has set aside time to establish their philosophy, has a healthy growth oriented philosophy. And if you are listening to our podcast or in one of our elite coaching programs, you're part of that small select few who is working on this. If you haven't, where does your philosophy come from? Does it come from your parents, your upbringing, your experiences? Does it come from results? Like whenever we let the outside control us or where does that philosophy come from and how quickly can it change? Well, it comes from all the above. It comes from everything you just said from your parents, your upbringing, your grandparents, your teachers, different failures, different successes. What happens is if we're not aware of it and we're not deliberate and intentional about what we're doing, we're going to live based on a past philosophy that most people don't even know it's a philosophy. They just know they're doing things in a certain way. But that certain way is outdated. There's parts of my philosophy that worked five years ago that are not part of my philosophy anymore. I had to elevate it. It's no different than standard. You want to continue elevating your thinking. And that's why I think it is so important that people study themselves every day and hour. It is so important that people prioritize it. They'll prioritize a work call they have to do or a meeting they do, but they don't prioritize. The most important part is understanding that. And you're not going to understand you If you don't study you. Now, there you go again. That's part of my philosophy. I'm giving you examples that really refine it. Most people are dragging people instead of leading them. That's part of their philosophy. And they're living outside in instead of inside out. When we live outside in, we're going to be on a roller coaster life, right? Excuse me. Where when things are going good, you'll be high. When things are going bad, you'll be low. But we want to look at our processes. Well, go before the process. What creates the process is our philosophy. But to how you want to start the philosophy is with the vision of your life. And I recommend being micro instead of macro. Like start with a vision short term for a six months or a year where you start practicing changing your philosophy and elevating your philosophy because That's really how you're going to win. See, if you look at this, I know I'm about to interrupt you, but before I have this thought in my mind, success comes down to a few disciplines practiced every day and failure comes down to a few errors practiced every day. That's all it is. God, that's so good. I'm glad you went ahead with that thought because that is so good. My next question is last week on the podcast, we talked about environment and how important it is who you surround yourself with, the environment you surround yourself with, the people you surround yourself with. My question is, if you surround yourself with people who have a strong life philosophy, does that philosophy rub off on you? And if you are surrounding yourself with people with a poor life philosophy, does that rub off on you? Yeah, they both rub off. You know, we become who we hang out with, what the conversations are. And like one of my philosophies is not to be a yes person. 
I could have the closest people to me. You know that because mm-hmm. I will always challenge your thinking because I want to know how, why you're thinking a certain way. And so last week's episode on environment, that was philosophy. If you really understand environment, when you prioritize it, it's part of your philosophy. When you don't prioritize it, it's part of your philosophy. See, I don't surround myself with needy people. Neediness is not a part of my philosophy. It repels me. I want to be around people that are certain, people that really want to grow. And I don't mean needy in terms of they don't ask for help. That's not what I mean. I mean somebody who wants me to solve their problems. I want somebody, I want to give them the ability to stretch their thinking and ask them questions. And that's what I do with our environment, with whoever I'm talking to. I will give them perspective through questions. Questions is part of my philosophy. I ask myself a ton of questions. So we want to remember what I said earlier. Philosophy sets your standard. It allows you to think in a certain way. You allow yourself the ability to raise your standard. Your standard creates your story. Your story creates your identity and the identity creates the result. They all work so Step one, step two, step three, step four, and step five together. Do you want to create freedom in your life? You know, I feel like that's one thing that I know for sure about you. First, because who doesn't want to create freedom, but also because you're listening to this podcast. And that's something that we're passionate about helping people achieve. Something that Araj is so good at is simplifying almost anything and getting you into action and implementation. Success and freedom don't have to be complicated, but there is a system you need to follow. And wouldn't it be nice to know the exact steps involved? I agree. Araj is hosting a free hour-long webinar with the three steps to create freedom and you're invited. Go to vosscoachingcode.com forward slash freedom to register. So what I think is so important, because what I'm getting the feeling is that everything in your life is going to impact your philosophy if you let it, right? So either you're you're dictating your philosophy from the inside, saying this is what my philosophy is, this is what I'm going to accept, this is my belief system of how things work. Or if you're on autopilot and you're not actively thinking, then your environment, the people around you, outside circumstances are going to dictate your philosophy for you, which makes it even more important for us to all be deliberate. We have one life. We have one moment. We have today. We have right now. And so a lot of times we're lackadaisical in who we spend our time with or what we're willing to tolerate. How do you recommend someone become really, uh, what's the word? Because you don't want to be rigid, but you want to be really mindful of how you're spending all of your precious moments, all of your time, so that it is in alignment with that vision of where you want to go. I think the word here that we want to focus on is awareness. You want to be aware. And when we're aware, we're aware when we're losing, right? We know when we're losing. But most people will just put it down under the carpet. They shove it down. I encourage you to feel your losses because you learn more from your losses than your wins. That's another example of one of my philosophies. And I like feeling when I lose because I never want to feel that way again. Like it's a motivating factor for me. I don't like just like if I do something wrong or if I make an error, I don't shove it down under the carpet 
where did the losing start? It didn't start from the effect of losing. It started in a thinking pattern or it started not paying attention to something that I should have paid attention to earlier. So that's why it comes down to awareness. Everything is awareness. There's nothing that's not awareness. And once we start practicing being aware by being observant and neutral of what we're doing, then we're going to really allow ourselves to go from a gap to creating freedom. Okay, you mentioned neutral there, and I know that there's going to be questions pop in. What do you mean by being neutral? Being neutral is literally like out of body. Like you're not positive or negative. You're not slanted in one direction. You're not biased. You're right in the middle so you could see the situation as it is. That's being neutral. Neutral, the art of neutrality is the greatest power we possess, in my opinion, because that's where the truth is. The truth will set us free when we're aware of the truth. But when we're making excuses, we're going into scarcity. That's what rationalization is. Rationalization is scarcity thinking. And we're either coming from our wants or our needs. When we're coming from wants, wants create abundance, needs create scarcity. We want to turn our wants into a desire. Once we do that, then it's a done deal. Uh, But when we're coming from, well, this happened because of this, because of that, because of this situation, we're giving up all our power. We're giving up all our excuses. And we're never going to be aware. We can't become aware when we're being playing victim. And there's only two types of people. I've said this many times. There's either victims or leaders. There's no in between. And so when the leader is always responsible, they take extreme ownership. The victim is always coming from need. Need breeds scarcity. We want to get away from neediness. Need nothing, attract everything. Burn that in your mind. Okay, so we every single week, whenever we do a podcast, we give an action step at the end. For someone who is just getting into a rhythm or getting an understanding or an awareness of these concepts, how long do they need to focus on philosophy before they move to focus on standard? Philosophy is an ever-moving evolution. You know, philosophy, I would start by deciding how you really want to live. Like, look at that. We have about, I don't know, 73, 74 days left in the year or something like that. Create your philosophy for the next 74 days of how you're going to live between now and December 31st. Really make it into the micro first, but your philosophy is going to be ever-changing. And as you change it, your results will follow. I'm telling you, my results were not instantaneous, but it almost felt like they were because I stopped putting so much pressure on myself. I started coming with responsibility and responsibility became a core of my philosophy where I shared with you before blame was a core of my philosophy before. You know, that was the great, the greatest place. I think this is a good point for you to give an example of what your philosophy is. You said we have 73, 74 days left in the year. And I think that's about right. Probably 73. What is your philosophy as we go into the end of the year? Because, you know, a lot of people is, you know what, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to wait for a New Year's resolution. I'm going to enjoy the holidays. What is your philosophy? First off, on a daily perspective, my philosophy is to beat my personal best. Like that's always my, I think that's the best goal anybody can have. The second one to answer your question is to really sprint. Like I'm telling you, like Carl Lewis was back in my day, like the greatest sprinter. And some of you probably don't know who he is, but that's, I'm aging myself, but um, really sprint towards the new year. See, like I'm already planning 2024 right now. 
See, a lot of people plan it in January, right? The last week of December. I start planning it now. October is when I start planning for the new year. That's part of my philosophy. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking much bigger than myself. My Another one of my philosophies is let go of my past thinking. My past thinking is not going to take me to where I want to go. So I'm constantly shedding my old skin and releasing my old ways of thinking. These are some examples of philosophy that I'm constantly thinking of, but I do it from a neutral perspective where I'm putting standard on myself, not pressure. There's a big difference. People will ask me all the time, Mike, they'll say, well, do you ever feel pressure? I never feel pressure. This is how I live my life. And how you live is going to be effortless when you make it your philosophy. This is just a way of being for me. And that's what I encourage. That's why philosophy is so important. To me, philosophy isn't a hard thing. It never was. Even when I changed it, I wasn't aware of what I was doing, but then I could look back and then I became aware of it. That's why I teach it. And because it had such an immediate impact on me. See, I think people listening to this are going to start reevaluating their philosophy and say, what is it? Where do I keep going to? They'll know what their philosophy is. I want you to make it effortless and be very deliberate and decide how you want to live your life, making today day one and be so humble and hungry and come from this openness in this open space that if one person can do it, you could do it and start living in limitless potential, not putting limits based on the past. Araj, you just talked about how you never feel pressure. And I think part of that is your awareness. You don't let the outside control you. You've got extreme control over your emotions, but also you set yourself up to win. Like you've structured your philosophy and your standard so that you don't feel pressure by, for example, starting to plan your new year now, not waiting until January 1st or the last week of December. So can you talk about how part of it is your mindset, but also part of it is strategy and preparation? Yeah, I mean, it's just awareness. Like I said, it comes down to awareness. See, when you're when you're tense, you're always working from the outside in. That's where pressure comes from. You're letting something on the outside take over your thinking. Your mind and your faculties stop working for you. They start working against you. When you're relaxed, there's nothing to feel. There's, there's no pressure. You're relaxed. You're calm. Things could be going a million miles an hour, but it's like you're in slow motion. You know, if anybody's been in that flow state, that's what it is. The reason I pride myself on not letting the outside control me is it's from the past. So there's nothing I could do about it. And so I always say just pivot and look forward. Because what happened is false thinking over the last several weeks or months. So once I started developing this awareness and understanding, it changed the game for me. You know, that's why I don't spend any time holding resentments. Like I forgive very quickly because I know it's not, it's just depleting my energy. And that's, these are examples I'm giving you of part of my philosophy that has really took me from losing in a big way to winning in a big way. I love that. All right, let's get into the action step for this week. You know, I think the best action step I can give you is write out a vision between now and the rest of the year and be deliberate of where you want to go, and then build and mold your philosophy around that. Honor your philosophy. So hold that thinking, even when it's easy to go back to the old thinking. Even when it's easy, you start reacting, be aware of that reaction. 
but define your vision in a, the next 70 or so days, whenever you guys listen to this, maybe 68 days, and define it and be deliberate of how you want to live and match every thinking towards that. If it's not that, you don't, you don't make it part of your philosophy. And I'm going to tell you this. It's going to be easy to go back to your old way. And then you'll know when you're going back to the old way, when you're saying things are good, I should be grateful. It has nothing to do with that. You should always be grateful. Practice gratitude deliberately. But I don't want you to settle. Build a kick-ass philosophy and watch how everything starts unfolding in your favor. I love it. All right, Arash, this has been one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done. I hope that you guys all enjoyed this. If you did, leave us a rating and a review. Share this with your friends and family. It just helps us get our show out to more people, and we would really appreciate it. It helps us live our purpose and our vision of helping people understand this information and live a life of excellence. So, Arash, thank you so much, and we'll see you next week for another episode on the 7 Figure Standard Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of 7 Figure Standard. We hope you found the insights and strategies helpful on your journey to success. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform to help us reach more people like you. To learn more about Arash and Mikey and how Voss Coaching Co. can help you achieve your goals and reach new levels of success, visit VossCoachingCo.com. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of 7 Figure Standard.